Hello, everybody. This is the time of the year that a lot of us find ourselves reflective, taking stock of the year that has passed, and 2020 has been no ordinary year. There's a lot to reflect on, a lot of accumulated experience, some hard, some tender. For a lot of people, there's a lot of growth that has been stimulated this year and a lot of loss too. A sort of bittersweetness hits me every end of December anyway and this year will be no different. Remembering the year that has passed can can suggest feelings of regret too. What have I done implies what haven't I done. Where had I hoped I'd be at this point this year? What have I not quite managed to achieve? I don't know if any of you set resolutions, but they can be flighty little creatures, inviting so much hope and occasionally carrying some guilt, some shame, when we haven't quite achieved them. Some of us give up quite quickly. Some of us reframe them by March to make them more attainable. And some of us hang on to some mad notion, I'm speaking of myself here of course, that even though it's October already, I can probably somehow produce those achievements that I planned on spending all year on. But it's only at the close of the year that I get that kind of fire in my belly and and a sense of urgency around them. I have a very mixed relationship with resolutions. But on the other hand, it's quite natural for me to want to take stock. And I wanted to suggest in this podcast that we do that together, that we can spend the next few moments walking through the year gone by in our minds and I'd like us to do this um, using the visual of a home, our home, an imagined home. Home is a complicated concept for a lot of third culture kids We can feel very attached to our homes or resistant to settling in them. There's no one right way to feel about home. But consistently it can feel complicated. And yet home is such an accessible metaphor for our lives. We build our lives as we build homes. We need strong foundations. We need containing, protective walls and boundaries. We need different spaces in our lives for different activities. Different parts of us. 
and we need to pay attention to our homes to keep them in good repair as we do our lives. So I'd like us to work with this notion. If you are sitting somewhere where you can do so easily, maybe close your eyes. Sink into the warmth and the intimacy of your own mind. And I'm going to suggest that you conjure up a home. This might be based on a real building, a real space. Or this might be a fantasy space, an imagined home. Somewhere that is just yours. For the purposes of this reflection, this taking stock... I'm going to walk us through four areas of the home. But of course there can be many more and you might want to extend this exercise yourself. Maybe pausing the podcast and continuing yourself or just another day, another time. This is something you can return to and and build from. But wherever you are, Can you position yourself looking at your home from the outside? You're looking at the door. And it's yours. This is your space you have complete and utter control of. And we're going to walk through it together. Reach for the handle. Take a deep breath. And let's step inside. We walk to the kitchen. Can you see it? The cupboards, the cooker, the fridge, table and chairs perhaps. It can be decorated any way you like. It can have whatever lighting, it can be day or night. How does it take shape for you? Can you see your year, your moments of entertaining, hosting in this space? All the moments of entertaining, the moments of creating nourishment for yourself or other people. For a lot of us this year particularly, our kitchens have been emptier than we'd have liked. Perhaps there are unused places in your kitchen. Crockery or cutlery or cooking utensils that just haven't, haven't had the use that they'd have liked, that you'd have liked. How do you feel about this kitchen? Does it look prepared? Does it look full of food? 
Have you had a difficult year financially? Where filling your kitchen has been a harder task than usual? Or have you stocked up like so many of us? Not wanting to visit shops more than is necessary, have you filled your cupboards to the brim? Ready for the long haul? Not wanting to get caught out? For me, full cupboards were always associated with a sense of safety as a child. The country I grew up in frequently had coup d'etat and military takeovers necessitated full cupboards. The idea was is that we would have two weeks worth of food no matter what happened, no matter when. The house always had that. And I've carried that habit with me to an England that doesn't need that kind of preparedness. But it still makes me feel safe. Where's your kitchen at in its preparedness? Is there a sense of readiness and provision? How has 2020 left your kitchen? What state is it in? A lot of people have experienced this year as a time for reinvestment in their homes, in their personal spaces, DIY projects that just they haven't had time for before. For others, their workload has increased and perhaps the washing up pile has too, where there has been less time and energy to spend on the home. What state is your kitchen in? And how would you like it to be stepping into 2021? Do you have an urge to clear the cluttered sides or fill empty cupboards? Throw back the curtain, open the window, let in the air. The sight of a clean kitchen makes me happy. It invites me to bake and create it invites me to make a mess a mess that nourishes I like piles of tins of goodies on the side I like a full fruit bowl I like a fridge that's overflowing these things make me happy what makes you happy in your kitchen space what do you want more of for your year to come. And let's move now. Let's walk to the next room. Let's go to the living room. This is the space with your sofa, your scatter cushions, your television, bookshelves, board games, Mine has a pile of yarn in the corner for various crochet projects. This is the place of entertainment, of leisure, of relaxation. A lot of us store our arts and crafts, our hobbies in this place. This is where we invite people to visit with us. We have coffee tables and coasters just ready and waiting. 
How has your living room been this year? When we're used to having people round, 2020 restrictions and social distancing has made that very difficult for a lot of people all over the world. Our living rooms can feel lonely. Perhaps you've sparkled yours up for Christmas and it's looking more cheerful than usual or more cluttered. Piles of ornaments, piles of presents. Or maybe yours is feeling bare, peopleless. Where is your living room at? And where do you want it to be? What would you change about this room in your mind to make it fit for 2021? Does it need more comfort, more blankets, more cosiness? Does it need more people? How can that be done? A lot of us as third culture kids can struggle with the interior decoration side of things that implies commitment to space over the long term. And one of the things that I've noticed is a reluctance sometimes to put up pictures, photographs, to bring our people into that space and certainly to do so in any permanent or fixed way. We might peg pictures onto a string or balance them on a mantelpiece, but are we willing to put nails in the walls? Are we willing to hang pieces of art to buy furniture that fits the space? Do we invest in that place as if it is ours? What do you want for 2021? for the living room in your mind. Are you someone that struggles to only make it a nice space if you are hosting? Is it hard to make it nice just for you? It can be a strangely nurturing experience to light candles just for you. To decorate for your tastes. To bring into that space what works for you. Your living room. Your life. Let's move to the bedroom. This is an intimate space. A space of privacy. Of rest. For some of us it's a haven, for others of us we hide there. My bedroom is the space that I retreat to when the world feels a bit overstimulating, a bit much. I like to fill it with things that I find beautiful, whether that's a collection of perfume bottles or candles or just bedding that I really like. 
What do you have in your bedroom in your mind? That creates a a beautiful nest, a safe place, a good place. A place that doesn't hide us away from the world, but nurtures enough so that it can launch us into the world. A place that invites intimacy with ourselves, with our thoughts and with other people. With a significant person in our lives. How do you feel about how your bedroom has worked for you this year in 2020? And what would you like different next year? Are there any changes you would make? When you're ready, let's go to the garden. Not everybody is lucky to have a garden in real life, in their real homes, but in this one in our minds we have space outside. How big it is or how small it is is entirely up to the the caprices of your own imagination. Do you see that garden? What is there? You could have an orchard, a vegetable plot, a wildflower meadow, fruit trees, trampolines, a little pond, woodland, Something more ornamental and more formal in style or something entirely overgrown. What would it look like if it was to reflect your experience of growth in 2020? Does it feel overgrown? Has there been so many challenges and experiences of growth that you just couldn't keep up with it. You couldn't tend it fast enough, it's just gone mad. And if you walk too deeply into the grasses, you might get lost. I remember once as a student volunteering to help clear somebody's garden and halfway through the job we realised there was a greenhouse at the bottom of it. We couldn't see it for the grass. It had grown so tall and had become so all-consuming that it hid the treasures within. Where's your garden at? And what would you like to change about it for 2021? How can you bring the growth that you want? Something that can be a challenge for a lot of us third culture kids is that we often moved so frequently that it became and becomes still as adults difficult to 
Invest in projects that are longer term simply because of this deep sense a lot of us carry that we won't be around long enough to harvest from that growth, from that that sowing. We have to stay very often long enough to watch the fruit mature and to be able to harvest it. And that is an experience that a lot of us just don't have very much of. What do you want to plant in your garden for 2021? What do you want to harvest is perhaps a better question. What projects or ideas do you want to see come to fruition? Having walked through these four spaces, just check in with how you're feeling. It was a bit of a whistle-stop tour, and you can always go back. It's your house. It's not going anywhere. You're carrying it in your mind. And of course, you can add rooms and build extensions. I know for me, that garden needs a treehouse. I need more play in my growth experiences for 2021. But how are you feeling in this moment? How did you find that? That visualisation, that, that taking stock? I think I'll be using this meditation, this visualization is a bit of a basis for reflection for New Year's Eve. I want to walk into 2021 with a sense of what I want from that year. It's so easy to just let life happen to us and there's a lot to be said for rolling with things. But a lot of us grew up with that. What about setting the agenda? Thank you for listening. Bye.